Welcome to Remote Mode. No TCO player was harmed in the making of this podcast. Hey, Nick, how we doing? Doing good. Football's back. Cornhole's back. All the above. That is, uh, that might be the best thing about doing this on Monday nights now. Uh, I got the game on in the, in the background running this. Should be uh, yeah, a I have, nice I have three inspection. screens. I got laptop, <laughs> other screen, and the uh, football game on. So if I get three distracted, that, that's why. That's right. Three screens put you uh, right in the Shreveport mood, I bet. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, big venue, a lot of courts. We'll be there later this week. Yeah, how about before we get into Shreveport and Sig One, um, you know, we spent uh, a whole episode uh, recently talking through the tiers and the initial release. Um, since then, we've had an, another release. Um, how about how about we spend just a couple minutes here touching on anything that we may have seen there? Um, just because I know that's a continued topic. I, and I'll be honest, I, I judge the, um, you know, the overall <laughs> acceptance of of the tiers based on the number of comments that come out uh when tcl reports it um and it it had quite a few so uh, but we're down right i think uh, you know like 140 the last time it was like 70 this time so i mean if that's if that's a trend then you know we might be getting there yes and uh i mean I know we're on the director page, but nobody else is on the director page. And we talked about doing it, you know, every two weeks, every month. Um, a lot of people probably prefer monthly or two weeks. And there's pros and cons to both of them. And, you know, goods and bads for both as well. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I don't I don't know. Maybe it's just that, you know, as a director, I don't run enough events for it to I feel like it to be an impact, you know, I feel like at C4C, we've got a, we've got a system in place for, you know, when we set up our events and how we're tracking it, um, you know, so already kind of into that. So, you know, whether it's a month or two weeks, I, I think, I think it's one of those things, right. That like, you know, people that are just starting to play cornhole today, right. If they come out and they say, hey, well, tears get updated every two weeks. That's just the way it is. You know, it's similar to when, you know, they initially went bag stamping, right. Like, mm-hmm. You know, people it's just gonna get used to it, right? People, people made a stink about, oh, I gotta buy these bags, I gotta do this, and you know, anybody that started playing three years ago, four years ago, it's just, you know, that's just how it how it was, and you know, and now you go through another transition where people are just, you know, it, it's just kind of the nature of it, and you now I'll continue to believe that uh, the data driven, you know, metrics here that that put it into, you know, the, that are categorizing people is is a the step in the right direction and but also you know give grace to hey it's it's a big step right from you know like we talked about the last time from from anything that we've ever done in the past you know anything that we've ever seen tcl do as a as part as a, a rating system um so you know there's there's obviously learning but i you know i, I did take a minute you know usually when they come out i, I look at them for the c4c players and kind of see what kind of the, the local people that play with us and see what kind of movement and and I'll, you know, I, I did see a lot less uh, eye catchers, you know, this time. So, you know, I, I don't know that uh, a, a couple weeks of additional data, you know, um, new memberships coming in, catching all of that up. I, you know, I, I, I got to believe that, 
Um, I'm really excited to see what what comes out the next couple, right? Right after SIG, that, you've got all. That's what I was just players. about to add to that. I can't wait to see after Shreveport and see the updates after that, because I've been explaining to people, give it a little bit of time. You know, if if you're on that edge and you're going from a C to a D in between updates, you're right on the edge. And even if you're not playing, you know, you can bump up based on everybody else. So I'm trying to trying to tell people to give it a chance and let's let's let all the tournaments that have happened and you know the big one coming up in Shreveport, yeah, which will you know hopefully show everybody it's working. Yeah, and, and I'm a C player and I've never been a C player, so now I think I'm I may go play a competitive tournament next week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I've never yeah. done that, so that's. It, that's a that's a side of it right like i people people tell me like they they think that they're oh i'll show tcl i'm gonna i'm a c i'm gonna go play a c and i'm like okay go go play a c in fact and go, I'm go win still it. gonna get seventh place so right, right, it, it's, right. it, it's not gonna change but I, i'm gonna do it just go do it right go go win that c tournament and then see how that impacts the <laughs> next time right i mean i don't know <laughs> Yeah, so I, I like you said, I think it's going in a very good direction. It's actually giving TCL and us that run help run the tournaments data to place people where they should be instead of just saying, hey, you can't play there. Now we can say you can't play here because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I before we get, I, I, you got anything more to say about tears? I, nope, I nope, think nope, I'm, nope. I'm, I'm good, good on tears. Like talked to, I, it'll, it'll probably be an opener for every time that we come together, but, um, you know, it, it is, but I want to, I want to say, I, uh, I want to do a special shout out to Carlos Guzman and, uh, and Carlos, I know listens to the show. And I only know that because, uh, he was at an event on, on Friday night that I was at and I was talking to him on the board and he said, you know, I introduced myself, but you know, obviously my name doesn't mean anything, but he said, he said, uh, your voice sounds really familiar. And I was like, oh, you know, I mean, I, I run the table sometimes. He's like, nah. He's like, do you do the podcast? I said, hey, our first listener. Yeah, there we go. Hey. For first fan. He's right. That's right. He recognized the voice from the podcast. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. The Ohio twang probably comes hey. out every once in a while. But uh, I mean, um, if you've been at a big tournament the past few years, though, you know, one of our voices as well. So <laughs> it's good true. or bad. I, that, I saw that's a, funny. I saw a, a Facebook memory of um of a 2020 i think uh mm -hmm. signature series still in brackalope so yep just, just and just ipads everywhere we've, we've come a long <laughs> way and just seeing that made my voice hurt <laughs> so, so speaking of tcl events um we are now september 11th which means that we're 11 days into the tcl official season um you know we, we talk about the talk about the tiers and everything and, and how they're working, but, you know, really the kickoff of the season is what's, is what's going to drive a lot of that. And, um, you know, I was looking just kind of history and searching TCL through Scoreholio and, you know, within opening weekend alone, you know, there are 11 events out there, you know, regional directors that are, that are ready to hit the ground running, kicking it off. You know, I think that, uh, I, I don't know how often we, we start off with a weekend that, that has that. I know even more happened this past weekend. Pretty exciting times to, to be kicking off a season, um, you know, rolling into that. Yeah, I want to say there was a total of like 18 or 19, including opening weekend and this week, just for up okay. here. Yeah. You know, not, not even yeah. every, everywhere else. Yeah. 
Right. So, you know, when, when people, when, when people want to, want to ask, well, how does, how do these tiers really going to work? Like, Hey, we're, we're about to see it, right? Cause every one of these events that are TCL sanctioned, you know, are going in every single player that plays in one of these TCL sanctioned events is going to be, um, you know, that data is getting loaded in, uh, it's going to be a part of the calculations, um, you know, so I think this is really the, those first couple that that happened early in the season based right off a of Ryder Cup. I mean, I, I think we're really about to um, to really see if this if this stuff is going to is going to accurately port, portray where, you know, where people are playing and, and how they're performing within those events. And adding to that, I'm going to knock have to knock off some rust and get used to playing league again every Thursday at Millbarn. <laughs> I think we're kicking that up in two weeks. Uh, we, we start, we start tomorrow night, uh, in, in C4C. So it's, it's always a good time down there with that. Yeah, but Hey, you're, it you're is... over there throwing at 11 last, you know, this past weekend at your, or you I, ended I with a nine five. I, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Just, <laughs> I'm, I'm mere, merely a tournament director, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so speaking of signature series, we've been promising this, you know, pretty much since the beginning, right? Remote mode, the the whole origins of remote mode come from the um, the method in which we control all of the tablets uh, in Scoreholio. That, that tab is called remote mode, which was so fitting for us as we pull this together. Um, but from from the beginning, our goal has been, hey, let's let's inform the players kind of the whys and, and what it looks like to run a signature series, what it looks like to be a part of it, what it looks like to, um, you know, what are some of the, the things that the players, if they knew would be helpful both to them and to us. Um, and so we've been promising that, but you know, other things keep popping up, right? We spent a whole episode on Ryder <laughs> cup. We spent a whole episode on tears. You know, so finally here we are the Monday night before um, signature series one, and and we're going to kick it off. So this is we're finally getting around to our to our roots. Um, but I I want to you know so so I want to start this off just with like a a pure you know signature series. We could go and talk history and and all of them, but it, focusing just on you know on this year and what it looks like for TCL to put on one of these things. Um, I I think we're we're hoping here to to kind of un pull back that cover. You know, talk about the timeline, and I'm not just talking, you know, event timeline. Which, by the way, it's on the website. Um, it, 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 it is on the website, <laughs> and it's going to be printed on big posters again and mount, mounted on the stage. So that nice. I, I've seen it does help having it posted, but it is on the website as well. <laughs> we'll see. Never we'll fails. Somebody <laughs> never fails. Somebody's going to ask what time something starts. Yeah. So. Gone. Gone are the days where. We used to just someone would ask us what time something starts, and we just kind of, you know, shrug because we're like, "Hey, I have no idea." Because you know, we don't have a great feel for how long things are taking. Things always took longer, but um, you know, I I think with the with the the breaks that have come in, we've we've proven over the last you know probably year and a half, two years that when we say we're starting that second session on time, like you better be back from dinner or whatever because it's it's happening. Mm-hmm. Yes, so I guess we can dive into uh, just our list of venues for this for this season. Uh, we just had Ryder Cup in Irving, which we've been to Irving for the past few years now. Going to Shreveport uh, starting Wednesday. I'll be there Wednesday. JD will be there Thursday. And then that is September. And then we're going back to Irving 
uh, end of November, 1st of December. And then to Mesquite, which Mesquite's always fun. I feel like we've gone there a while. We're almost too big for it, but it's still a good time. That'll be in January. And then we should be going to Lubbock, Waco, and then the league championship, which they're still negotiating. Not sure I can add where it is. <laughs> I mean, that those list of venues, those are those are years in the making, right? Like for for someone to, for Chad to approach, you know, Lubbock, right? He it's been a it's been a dream to be in Lubbock of his, you know, that's his his Texas Tech guy. Um, you know, trying to get back there. We've got a huge uh, you know, playing uh, crowd out there in West Texas. Um, but you know, I mean, it doesn't happen right away, right? You you got to build relationships. You got to you know find ways to get in, and and so each of these places, when when you see convention center, you know at the end of one of these terms, you know that's that's something that that doesn't just call them up and be like, hey, are you open next week? Yeah, a, a lot of these that they're going to now, uh, they have to lock in two to three year contracts, and. With those contracts, you have to pay deposits and everything else. So, you know, I'm not privy to how much they pay for all that. But I do know, you know, those back before Ryder Cup, there was four tournaments locked in. That means there's four checks out that they just sit on until the tournament happens or doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. That, that's a good point. I mean, it's not nothing's free, including, you know, just the right to reserve a venue you know, for a future date. Um, you know, so it, it is kind of refreshing to, to see that we've got them locked in, you know, obviously some of the dates, um, you know, still are, are, are finalizing within that, but just having the ability to play it in, in these types of facilities, um, just speaks to the, you know, the, the, just the nature of the growth of the game. Um, you know, we I used mean, to do signatures at meal barn, if that shows you where, where we've gone <laughs> to where yeah. we, or where we've been. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, in a bar, right. At, at mm -hmm. O'Shea's there's, yes, I, I yes. imagine there was a signature series at O'Shea's. I mean, you know, and we used to do singles and doubles on the same day back in the day. And now we can't Amazing. even dream of, we can barely get singles done in a day. Yeah. So, so if it all starts with the venue selection, the venue contract negotiation that includes, you know, hotel rates and it includes, you know, food and beverage and it includes the the space and it includes security. And like, once again, all of these things, you know, cost money. Um, you know, so it, taking that all the way, right. Because neither of us really could speak intelligently enough about the details <laughs> of all that other than to know that it happens. Right. Let's, let's get into, let's get into the real, you know, the, the bread and butter of, of what, you know what it looks like to run one on on Scoreholio, and so you know if if anyone was has been following along, uh, not this week but the week before, um, you know go to remote mode, follow that in there. You'll get to see Nick and all of his adventures, and no matter where he's at, whether it's Disney World or the water park or Epcot or in a hotel room at midnight, like he's on his phone or his computer and he's working in Scoreholio. Nick, what are you doing? Uh, so what I was doing then, I was checking in players, checking memberships. So everybody has to have a TCL membership. That's a $40 for a year, less than $4 or whatever it is, $3 a month if you break it down. Um, checking memberships and getting people checked into their correct divisions, not correct divisions, into what they signed up for. 
and it just helps getting it done because when you look at the list and there's 85 people you got to look through it, it's tedious and if you do a little bit here and there it the it's been very manageable over the past few days and yes i was so, doing so, it all on <laughs> so so help us there so check checked in means like all right i go to i go to scoreholio am i not checked in when i just register so when when you register for a tournament you go to the to the pre-registered uh, and the tournament director can either turn that on or off. We always have that on for signature series. So you pay your, pay your fee to join the tournament. You were in the pre-registered and then we check you in to the actual tournament. So when you, if you get notifications and you, you pay for it, you'll get a notification that says you joined X tournament. And then when I check you in, it'll say you've been added to a team or added to a tournament. So there's a two-step process if you have pre-registration on. Got it. Got it. And that's a and it's a manual process by the by you, which is what you were saying, you know, cleaning up names, checking memberships, um, making sure that people are in the signed up for the the right divisions, those kind of things. Completely manual that has to be done, you know, days, days in advance. But the one nice thing Scorholio did add just recently is you can click the little they have a little identify icon next to the name and it'll pop up and tell you if they have a membership used to, you'd have to go search the database to see when they got their membership. So I will say that is, that's why I was doing it so much is because I could just pull it up, refresh the page, click the little icons and it, it would pop up, pop up if they have their membership. Nice. Nice. Hey, so what if I register? And I don't have a membership. What's, what's, if you what? don't have your membership, you probably have a no membership by your name. And you've probably had about eight notifications from me on Scoreholio <laughs> that you should get your membership. And you could do it all the way up until the day of the tournament. You just cannot play if you do not have the membership. How many of those are still out there? A couple? Not a many. Maybe eight or nine. Okay. So it, it's it's pretty manageable. And a couple hey, do you of find... reached out to me. So cool. Do do you find that push notifications do you get do you get good response from those when you push the alerts through Scoreholio? I would say it's 50/50. Some people are just going to look at it and yeah. just ignore it and then some may actually you know act on it. I tried to yeah. make them fun every now and then like my last one just <laughs> said please get it done instead of right. hey get your membership. So I think it's a good thing to do, and I accidentally did emails. So if you're part of the 40 people that got emails one day, I'm very sorry for that. So I did emails <laughs> and and pushes because I clicked the wrong button. But I, I think it's a good thing to add, and it's cool when you do tournaments and you can you know send out payout or split numbers or anything that you want to uh, tell. But some people do turn them off too. So yeah, even if you send it, they may not get it. Okay, so so you talked about how you set up how you set up the players, and so um, you know that's that's one side of it, right? And then the other side, you know, here's the question we get all again: where where am I at? Because you know, players see you in you know registration, and then they they don't know like why are there A, B, C, Ds? Like, what's what's the deal with all of these same brackets, and why are they split up like that? That's a great question, and I had to learn that. So in Scoreholio, you can only have 64 teams currently. Um, we're hoping they can at least get it up to 128. Wink, wink, Ben and Nick and everybody <laughs> over there. But uh, anything over 64, we have to split it. Um, 
And so we do that. And then also it's a court assignments as well, because you can only have 16 courts per tournament. So it, it's a magic number of how many teams do you have? And then how many courts are you needing? And that will determine how many times it gets split. So like the advance coming up in Shreveport, advanced singles, it's going to be an A, B, C, D. So we'll have four and then they will break down to their tiers. Yeah. And in, and and correct me if I'm wrong here, right? But like in rounders, there's not ne- there's not necessarily a limit of 64 in rounders. You can put as many as you want in rounders, but you know we break it down because the end goal is always what does it look like when we put them into tiers, right? Yes, yeah. And and then you know and then just from a from a combination perspective, it's easier to you know groups of four, you know multiples. I I should say multiples of two are are more manageable than you know multiples of three so that's Mm -hmm. why we like we like a b's we like a b c d's we don't necessarily like a b c's (laughs) and we normally get a b c's a lot (laughs) just because the just because the numbers so the the 189 63 in each one that's the that's kind of the go-to for certain divisions but then that breaks down nicely right when we go to the brackets Mm -hmm. because you know because we've got 63 We've got 63 in a bracket and it's, and it's nice for that, that tier to roll out directly. Yes. And so going along with that as well is, you know, court layouts. I was talking with Jason quite a bit today because I haven't done it by myself at all. Normally Jason kind of does it and then we work together and then I set up the courts and this one, I took the initiative just to do it and I did pretty good. So Jason only had a few, few uh, critiques of it, but you got to get the courts all set up in our big Excel sheet. And then after that, you have to manually add those courts into each score Holio tournament. So if you're playing on courts one through 10 for open, you have to go into that tournament, set up courts one through 10. That way it knows what tablets we are going to use for that tournament. So that that's a big process that a lot of people, you know, if you see me up there in the break when it should be a quote unquote break and I'm not taking a break, I'm getting the court set up in remote mode for the next evening. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, those kind of transitions are the, you know, are the, the biggest things that everybody else gets done and gets to walk out on Friday night. Um, and when we spend the next, you know, 30 minutes to 45 minutes, you know, prepping for the morning, because you know, not only are we the last ones out, but we're also the, the first ones in, in the morning too, getting it all set up. And I will say it's gotten a lot easier. They've added, you know, used to be able to just do one at a time and that one you know took forever now you can at least click a bunch and update things but if you do if you have the court assignments wrong off the get-go it's raw it's bad so jason looked it over and we talked about it and we have a you know excel sheet that shows roughly what time things should finish and we use that to drive how many courts we think should be in each division yeah, that, that drives that drives the number of courts and the number of courts drives the number of players, right? So it goes, you know, the the time and courts equals number of players. I mean, that's that's the basically the equation there that we're trying to trying to solve in three dimensions. You know, you've only got limited time, you've got limited space, you've got, you know, basically what feels like unlimited people that want to be in it. Um, but we've we've got to draw those lines in order to keep it as manageable as possible. And then it gets even more complicated that I can say real quick is for the Saturday evening stuff, we normally try to break down the courts, you know, just to help clean up. 
Um, so you have to, you can't just go, you know, one through 20 for something. Sometimes there's going to be, you probably wonder why there's, you know, I'm playing on courts 44, 45, 46, but then I'm playing on 90, 92, 91. And the reason for that is we try to get things closer to the stage where we can pick up. So that's kind of why courts are scattered sometimes in the evening sessions. Yeah. The bottom line, keep winning and you'll, yep. you'll work yourself closer to the main stage. <laughs> you, you can come say hi to us and we'll watch you. That's right. But yeah, that's, right. that, that's, that's kind of a real broad overview of what I've been doing over the past week or two weeks, you know, not all the time, but as yeah. quite a bit of time, just, it, it makes it so much easier. The, some of the things I've been doing, we do the day of, and now we're not going to have to do that day of. We'll just have to handle player swaps and people didn't show up. Right. All right. So we, we've talked about the long term. That's the the setting of the venue. We've talked about you just you just told us you've been working this kind of stuff for two weeks. Basically, as soon as registration gets turned on, you're starting the process of names and memberships. You know, as we get a little closer and we get finalized into total number of players, that's where you, you start working, you know, the, the boards and the assignments and the split brackets, all of that. Um, now let, let's 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 talk like it's instead of Monday night, it's Wednesday night. Right. What what are you mm -hmm. prepping for? What are you prepping for Wednesday night? And then what does what's the, the next, you know, kind of the next timeline look like, which to me, it sounds like that would be, you know, basically everything that happens. You know, the trailers get loaded and, you know, start with like the unload in Shreveport. What, what's that look like? And I have full disclosure here. It's been a long time since I've uh, <laughs> been a part of the setup crew. Um, I'm usually the guy that's rolling in on Friday morning just in time to start. Um, but uh, so I, I haven't had the, the pleasure of doing the, that. I had the privilege. All, all I know is that by the time I show in there, that room looks amazing. When I first walk up at that table, it's pristine. It's organized. There's monitors. There's, you know, everything is in its place. And I'm not going to say what it looks like when we leave on Saturday night. But, you know, it, it looks great. The, the, there's, there's definitely an aspect of this that is, you know, you know the room is ready when you've got, like, you walk in and just, just it, it looks great good and i know that chad works really hard on that so talk us through what that looks like to to turn a to turn a very empty convention center space with you know most of these have you know just concrete floors and you know huge just huge spaces to to turn it into what we know of as a sig you know what what all does that look like so first off would be chad has a smaller trailer that we do the store and uh stage and some other stuff in it so we unload that and normally, you know, kind of every, everything in the, the store is normally in a secured location. So we take all that stuff over there and then we start on, me and Chad start on the stage. So that's getting, you know, internet set up. That's kind of the first thing we get going to make sure we have internet. And if there's any issues, we can get that taken care of right away. So internet and then speakers is the, is the other thing. The amount of number of feet of speaker wire that chad has in a in a tote is just insane and uh i hate picking it up i hate unloading that one that's probably the worst thing i hate to do but um the other thing is you know that's the stage the main courts is another one setting up the tvs for the score tower or for the uh screens and then uh, you know setting up those main courts but then also you have jason and he normally has his crew of guys that unload up to 120 sets of boards you know that that's no 
no easy feat in itself. And then once you get them unloaded, you know, you have to tape down and mark every, I don't know, Jason has it in his head. I don't, right. it's, it's three feet. Then it's like, you, you six, basically six feet walk between, with them. There's six, six feet in between the boards. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're walking right. with the roll of tape and he just tells you numbers and you just put tape <laughs> down on the numbers he says. So that's, that's not a fun thing at all, but it's something you got to do. And it's very tough in those big rooms because you got to have a good starting point. Um, yeah. And then also in Jason's trailer is the score towers. So all those score towers are, let's see, you have the base, you have the normal part, and then you have two pieces to the top. So they're all four pieces and you got to put them, put them all together. So you'll hear somebody over there with a rubber mallet beating the tops on of those for about an hour while we're all putting out boards. So, I mean, that, that's a very high level of it. It, it, it takes how everybody. Long it, how long does it take? Like you guys, when you roll up there on Thursday morning to, to get going, you know, when, when are you able to look around and be like, all right, we're ready. So I would say normally, you know, like Irving, we all got there around 8 AM and we were done by, I want to say one, cause I had a break from like, you know, two to five before we opened the doors back up. So I would say a good solid four hours. And I mean, that, that's, that's a lot to do in the four hours, but we all kind of know what we do and it depends who's all there, all they're helping as well. Like my goal when I first get there is to get all the monitors up, get all the tech stuff up and, you know, set up my laptop, set up basically where if anybody who bring their, brings their laptop can just plug in TV's already on and good to go. So the, the stage is probably the easiest thing. Also the tablets. I mean, we have a tote that has 120 tablets in it and setting up all the chargers for that. And I mean, like you said, the stage is all nice and pretty that first night, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> come Saturday night, we're, uh, we're scrounging for room or, or trash cans. Right. Cause uh, Hey, real quick, you mentioned tablets and, you know, as a, you know, we've got, we've got regional directors out there that, you know, they, they go play somewhere new and they're connecting to, you know, house, house internet, um, you know, and they're like, man, 120 tablets how do you you know every place you go you have to you know reconnect what a pain that is right we dealt with that for the first couple and then we got smart yes so now we have our own internet that we uh you know we use the the venue's internet and then push it out their own routers and on on um I don't know what they're called. They're Access little white point. things. Yes. So we, we have a few of those up. And that's sometimes when the tablet issues come up is when we have multiple of those and they're pinging different ones. So we try to just do one. Shreveport will have two, maybe three. So that's that's fun running Ethernet all the way to those. But it saves us from having to log yes, in yes. every single tablet into because because everywhere we go, the tablets are logging into the same hotspot ish you know connection so that's that's a that's a huge time saver um that comes with that yes but yeah I, right. I think that's that's a very high level uh setup and you know kind of what we do on i mean this week we'll we'll be getting there wednesday so we'll probably do a little bit of setup wednesday and then it'll be first thing thursday morning and we'll take a little break do lunch and then the boards will open at five i think five i haven't looked at the so, schedule so you've, you've obviously mentioned Chad and Jason. We've heard what you do. Um, you know, I think this would be appropriate, right, to to give a shout out to to that whole team because, 
you know, it's one thing that completely is taken for granted by everybody that gets the, you know, they gets to just walk in and be like, walk right up to a set of boards and just start throwing. Right. I mean, you five hours with, with a team of people, can we take just a minute to, to recognize the effort that those people put in and, you know, and just the ability that, uh, you know, that, that they've been su- supporting. Um, so you, you got some names of who, who else, who else is out there with you guys? So obviously we have Chad and Jason, we have myself, we have JD when he gets there. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, JD, yeah, JD helps to tear down, you know, I, I'm, I'm excluded talk from this that. conversation. <laughs> yes. But uh, my wife, Caitlin, she has been helping with the main courts, getting those lined up, making them look pretty. Um, Kelly, who's the uh, marketing guy that helps out with TCL, him and Caitlin do a real good job doing the main courts. And Kelly does about anything you ask. So if you're if you're carrying a TV and he sees another TV, he's going to grab that other TV and walk right behind you. So he he does all kinds of stuff behind the scene and helps us. Then you got Ashton, who uh, he works for TCL. If you bought bags or called the TCL store, you've talked to Ashton. Uh, he basically handles the store and anything else we need. Uh, that includes helping us with the tournament. He's very good. Me and him run corporate tournaments together all the time. Uh, then you have, you know, Marie, you have Sean and Jamie, Joey, Stacy Pop, uh, James and Allison, who helped Chad out, uh, Natasha, who works with Kelly. I mean, we have a whole crew that we just show up, and it's basically whoever's there. Uh, you know, John and Vanessa sometimes get there early. You know, it just kind of depends. But the, the ones I said is kind of our main little group that, you know, we uh, get it done, and we all kind of know what what our jobs are per se. And the job is just to get it done as fast as possible. So we can all go relax. Hmm. Right. Hey, so, so speaking of jobs, all right. So we've, we've, we've covered, you know, the, the setup, setup has all come, you know, we come back for, for Saturday morning and, or I'm sorry, for Friday morning, we're up there. Um, if, if someone were to ask you what, what you do to run these tournaments, what would your answer be? I mean, I could be a, I could be sarcastic and say I just sit behind a computer. Um, but the the morning of, I mean, you're swapping people out. You are, I mean, truly, I, I don't even know. I don't even know how to like, I mean, you're doing, you have questions galore and then you're getting tablets out. I mean, it, you're not just doing one thing and, you know, you'll be there this time. So it's a little, little less stressful, but like right <laughs> cup, I was answering questions, putting out tablets, you know, it's just, we're truly running the events to try to alleviate Chad and Jason. Uh, that's why we kind of helped with this role of being the event directors. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, similarly, you know, when I, when I tell people at work or whatever, when, Hey, I gotta, I gotta leave early. Cause I, I won't be here around, you know, cause I'm going to go run this cornhole tournament. They're like, Oh, run that cornhole tournament. And I'm like, <laughs> well, yeah, so it's basically, you know, I, I get to sit at a table for about 16 hours on Friday and 16 hours on Saturday. Um, you know, we are monitoring, the, basically monitoring the status of everything that's happening. And I think we sort of talked about this before where, you know, every every live event that's going on, and usually that's uh, like 12 at a time because of, you know, because of the nature of the, the split brackets and everything. You know, we're, we're watching those. We're, we're paying attention to, you know, hey, what's 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 
causing slowdowns? Why is there a court that still has the timer up, which means they haven't hit start? You know, all of all of those things. Um, obviously, just answering the the general questions from the beginning that that where people come up and they just you know maybe it's their first time and they're like, do I have to check in? Do I have to you know <laughs> what do you need to do? Um, you know, that's you know, so my favorite question, by the way. <laughs> there's 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 that part there's i mean you i've kind of tried to stay out of the way when it comes to moving courts around because you've kind of got that mastered and and you've been you know intimate with the the layout right so you know exactly where i always have to draw a little map so when people come up and they're like hey i'm on court i need someone at court 40 i'm like well where's it at so I, i've got the map in front of me you just know the venue and you're like beeline to the courts um you know and then you know just so so that's kind of everything's going on. And then when it comes to transitioning from, you know, from rounders into bracket play, right. That's, that's probably stress point one, right. Mm -hmm. Because, because we're, we've got to take everybody. We use the import feature, which is nice, but you know, typically we're, we lay it all out. I usually write it down in front of me and say, Hey, first through 20th, you know, of the a bracket have to go to, you know, tier one. And first through 20th of the beer of the B bracket, go to tier one and first through 20, you know, and so you've got to go and you've got to import all those people and, and you've got to put them into the new brackets. You've got to make sure that like the whole list of scrolling through which tournament am I grabbing them from, which tournament am I putting them in? I mean, you know, it it can be overwhelming because they all look the same sometimes. It's, it's, I mean, is it, is it fair to say Nick that like when the tournament's actually running, is our our most relaxed time because yeah, no it, it is because it the, those in-betweens and getting everything ready for the next one so that we're on time and so we can sneak off for an hour to go to the hotel room for a minute i mean those are the most stressful ones and and sometimes it doesn't work like we we don't get a break because it took longer or hey sometimes we do mess up and you got to go back and fix it so yeah. it, it it things happen yeah. And, you know, and then I think by the time we get um, by the time we get to late in the evening and we've we've moved everybody down and we're prepping for, you know, I, I think that there's another side of this that, you know, people we love it when everybody gathers to watch those championship games. You know, Shreveport is a great setup with the stadium seating, um, you know, all down there on that end. And we're up on the stage above it. But like, you know, those those games and how we pool, you know, the the champions back up and you know that that's not done easily just within the native scoreholio so you know we've got a bunch of you know over the years we've created the you know the cheat sheets that help us um you know we, we write everything down so we know exactly the order of those tournaments we've got it all planned out we know you know who's in the king seat and who has to win twice to come we even know you know if it's an a b split bracket we've got to be able to bring those two together. Usually that means creating a whole nother scoreholio event just to put those two together. But like, you know, the constant scurrying around up there is, I think you said it best. We're, we're always preparing for what's coming next. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, you know, tr- that transition of, you know, bracket play to championship time, you know, that's, that's one of the, you know, one of the craziest just because, you know, it's late in the night and we're exhausted and you know and been sitting up there all day um and the expectation is for it to be flawless and you know i'd say that you know a lot of times it it looks pretty good you know 
Um, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we're able to cover the flaws a little better than others, you know, when we're, when we're working through it, but, um, you know, the, even, the even having I, those tournaments going, not to cut you off, uh, is, you know, having, you got to have three courts in each championship one. Cause we do try to move them around. You don't want a court just sitting there if it's late and we're, you know, say it's getting late and we're just watching an empty court when we have a game that could be on it. So, I mean, we got to move courts around, got to move the TVs around, you got to move tablets. And then by that time of the night, the tablet's going to die. And then you got to get a whole new tablet out there. So that's, that's yeah. part of it too. And then what's, it's uh, surely like payouts are your favorite time, right? <laughs> oh, I, I hate that. J- JD <laughs> took the uh, awards announcing. I, I try to disappear at that time. Uh, it's yeah it's, it's fun it's for everybody fun. else it's fun for everybody else because they're getting paid and i'm sure people can hear it in my voice by the time we're up there i'm like just take your money take your plaque get your picture and let's get out of here and i'm just trying to go fast but then you know we're trying to sort through the plaques on the other side it's it is it is not fun I, I love all you people i'm so proud of everybody that gets awards but um i wish that you know we could just send the check in the mail and say congratulations Yes, that that is probably my <laughs> least favorite part of the night, but we got to get it done. We've been up there anyways. I I don't run away all the time, but I do try <laughs> to help. I just don't like talking because I hate butchering names, and my name's been butchered for years. So, Nobby. Yep, yep. Hey, there's <laughs> people that I've known for seven years that still say the name wrong. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. So, but uh, yeah, that that's uh, JD. You got handed the official torch of awards announcer while you're there so maybe that's where carlos guzman heard my voice more than anything <laughs> maybe maybe but right, but so yeah we... so yeah that, that's that's the day of events you know we have a bunch of people that help us with questions so if anybody's on the stage that answers a question there's so many i could name but i've already named the ones that help us uh for setup so yeah so we've made it through we've we've done the the announcements we've played the closing time song on saturday night everybody's <laughs> left everybody's left for the sandbar um you know it's it's over right like every we just all you know go high fives and and we're done and you know see you next sig right yeah minus all of us that say hey uh see you at 9 a.m uh next morning so i mean yeah. we don't get up super early but i mean we all try to be there around nine you know just kind of some people like i've i've gotten up early and you know, been over there like eight fifteen, and you know nobody. Nine's our goal, and then it depends how how long everybody you know how how long everybody got sleep the night before too. So, okay. but yeah. yeah, I mean we got to get there, and everything we set up, we have to tear right back down. Um, yeah. Normally, Jason's crew's there again, and they're just picking up boards, and I don't envy that at all. Uh, but yeah, the. The stage is pretty easy. I've been trying the past couple of tournaments of breaking them down that Saturday night, just while the championship's going, kind of cleaning up trash, cleaning up other things, and it's made it a lot easier. Like uh, Ryder Cup, I had the stage all the way almost tore down uh, before we walked out of that Saturday night. Yeah, Sunday morning technically. So, yeah, I mean, and I I think there's there's one more step that you know I it just magically happens and. You know, this has got to be, uh, I believe it to be mostly Ashton, but I'm sure that there's probably others in there. But like, you know, you can imagine you ever get something new, right? And you pull it out of the box and 
it came out of the box, you know, perfect. And you're like, uh, I don't really want it. And you try to put it back in the box. And, and you know, by the time it goes back, back in the box, box like, like it doesn't fold the same way. Yeah. It doesn't bend the same way. It just doesn't, it just doesn't fit. Well, you know, that's what I feel like we're doing most of the time on teardown, like just throwing things in there. We, you know, we, we just because we're just trying to get out of there after being there mm-hmm. for so long. Um, and then, you know, sometime over the next week or so, you know, that trailer gets completely, everything gets taken out, sorted out, you know, put back together, put in the right box, put in the right place, neatly folded up, neatly wires are rolled. And, you know, again, that's something that happens outside of, you know, even, even what we're doing. And so, you know, Ashton Burton, good job, man. Cause I'm, I've heard, I've heard it been said that, oh, Ashton will take care of that. And, um, it's especially, you know, you don't want to be out there re- walking around in a trailer when it's, you know, still 95 degrees out and doing all of that. But, uh, it's, that's definitely an unsung role that comes with it because, you know, you've got two trailers just jam packed with anything that, anything that has a place in there. Um, and then, like I said, it just rolls back out to the next event. Hey, and then if we're not so tired, we always do our little lunch after, and it's normally a good time where we can vent about everything. But <laughs> no, but no, no, that's where we—that's where we talk about lessons learned and all. Oh the, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, lessons well, learned. You know, no, we we, we, we don't vent. complain about people. Yeah, we don't complain <laughs> about people. But yeah, so that t- teardown is a uh, not fun, but it's something you got to do. You can't just wave your magic wand and everything's picked up. So now I guess we can talk about some of our uh, some some stresses or some you know inconveniences during the tournament that we have to deal with yeah i think you know when when i was thinking through you know what this this section could look like you know i'm really like if if i were to ask you what's the worst thing that could happen in a tournament like what's the first what's the is it yeah internet hands down (laughs) because if there's no internet you we can't do anything at all i mean you could do player scoring but then if people haven't done that you would have to give a crash course on it. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I agree because that, that slows everything because, you know, what do you, you have to make a decision like, all right, how quickly do we switch to player scoring? And, you know, somebody hotspots our computers up because we still need on the back end of Scoreholio to make it run mm-hmm. too, you know, or, you know, do you, do we wait it out and we try to get the IT help from the venue or is it something with our access points, you know? So, I'd agree. I mean, when you're running 120 tablets out there and every single person that's in that room is depending, you know, on that source of data transferring, you know, (laughs) from from the tablet to the cloud, to our computers and, you know, and then back out to to the phones, um, you know, it's that's a a problem. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with Internet being the worst that could happen. Yeah. Internet's bad. Um, Tablets is bad, too. We ran into that Ryder Cup, not having them charged, ready to be, you know, swapped out. It's it's one that, you know, the in-between break times we were talking about is something where, you know, it's it's a pain in the butt to go pick them all up. But it's something we probably need to start doing because just like any – your phone, your laptop, you keep something plugged in all the time. The battery wears out over time. And some of those tablets, you could have it on the charger all night, put it out for 30 minutes, and it's down to 50%. So – that one tablets is another stressor whenever you're you don't have any ready yeah yeah because i mean 
even just pulling one off, you know, there's steps that have to take. We, we can't just hand you one, right? You got to pull it off. You got to find what court it came from. You've got to assign it in remote mode. And then you've got to, you know, get it back out there and make sure that everything comes up. Definitely. Um, I mean, I, I think that, so those are, those are kind of two of the biggest, just the, even, even smallers that sound like they should be easy. I mean, I would say, you know, the stress is, I've already mentioned it, right? Like, like just payouts and championship portions, <laughs> like that's just stressing. Like, like, please don't come talk to me, you know, around <laughs> that when we're trying to get that done. Like, you know, people are always like, we're, we're scurrying, we're pulling the next one up, looking to see who's out. You know, we're writing names on all the envelopes to make sure that everybody gets paid as they're supposed to. And we got people like, hey, do I still have to be here? When am I getting paid? You know, uh, you know the answer is when we're done. Like all payouts are at the end, right? Yep. And that, I mean, we, we say that from the get go. So we're not just saying that to you, but it's we do them at the end and we do them all at one time. So uh, that that is not a fun time to, you know, be running the event, doing that kind of stuff. Also, you know, championship games, you know, Chad likes to party and likes to have it, you know, bumping. So it can be pretty <laughs> loud up there. And it, it uh that that gets you know, when people are trying to talk to you from down below the stage up to where you are and you're like, I can't hear you. Like, I'm not I'm not ignoring you. I just physically can't hear you. So it's one of those things. If we can't hear you, just come up on stage. We're not going to kick you off the stage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it just right. gets loud, even even for us talking. <laughs> right. Right. So, man, all of this, all this talk about stresses, it just it just makes me can't wait for Thursday. I know it's <laughs> we're, we're we're making it sound a lot worse than what it is, but I mean it's it's just giving everybody an insight to yeah. what we actually deal with. We don't just sit up there and stare at a computer. Now sometimes we do, but also if we're staring at the computer, we're normally looking at tournaments to see if we can move courts around to get something caught back up. So yeah, I mean I I think that if people are hearing that these are our biggest stresses for the first time, I I think that means that we're doing a pretty good job of overcoming them and just and making making things, you know, executing these events in a in a way that um, you know, allows the players to number one, you know, be on time means that, you know, they can meet their expectations right if we're if we continue to be on time then their expectations are met then they know where to be and and there's that um you know i i think that uh the the pieces about you know the the questions and how we can help and you know tablet types of things you know again you know it's this is for for the players to you know to help them to help us um you know make sure that that this is as you know, as seamless as, as it can be from the minute that you show up and play your first game of rounders, you know, to, you know, if you're lucky enough to be on that stage, you know, shaking Ashton's hand uh, <laughs> and getting your pictures at the end of the night. Yeah. And I feel like we've done a very good job. I'll, I'll touch on the time. Cause you know, we, we used to always joke TCL time. So if we said it was starting at five, we'd probably start at six thirty. You know, just to be just to be honest. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say that's one thing, you know, I feel like we've set very high expectations of, hey, we start on time and we start after the break on time. And part of that is to do with doing all the prep work, you know, all the stuff we we can take out of doing day of and have it have some of the things that I've done the past few days 
you know, will save us time where if a ton of people need to be swapped out or, you know, some people have to bail for whatever reason, uh, doing those changes are easy because everything's already done now instead of trying to split the brackets the day of. And, yeah. you know, you you and me have seen Jason and I, Jason and me, Jason and you up there trying to split things. And then people are asking questions and then you forget what number you're on. So I, I think doing that beforehand is a pain in the butt now just to swap people out because you don't know where they're at because they're in the main registration and they're in the tournament. But in the long run, it'll help. Hey, man, so I, I think that uh, I'm going to go get some sleep because I know come Thursday night um, that is going to be be limited. Uh, last thing I want to touch on is, you know, I think the last time we talked, we were worried about some of the registrations and uh, the ability to fill this up. And I just checked Scoreholio uh, last night and, and pulled and by all accounts, um, looks like we're going to have about 700 players um all all brackets um open through social um nearing nearing their max um so with with that said you know it it's the making of a of another really really fun weekend in Shreveport yes I know we were worried about the numbers and they kind of took off and I've had multiple texts and Facebook messages today because registration is closed so uh, people need to add their partners or do something. So people have been reaching out and, you know, I think it will get filled up minus price social, but it could be close. And I think next we'll have the the question from P producer Caitlin and we were going to talk on this. That's what's kind of funny earlier up. So we're going <laughs> to talk about our, our favorite venue and our least favorite venue. So do you have a favorite off your top of your head? So I, I will say, I really think Mesquite um, might be one of my favorites. And, and a lot of that has to do with just the, the availability and distance to the, the attached hotel. Um, mm -hmm. It's just, yep. it's, it's easy to get back and forth. And like I said, you know, we don't always have a whole lot of time um, to, to go. The other thing about Mesquite is that, you know, there's not that much around there. Right. And so mm -hmm. we don't have players typically leaving and then having to come back, which, you know, can be a problem sometimes, you know, where people go know, to the local Buffalo Wild Wings. And right. They go, money. they go, they go find a spot somewhere and then, you know, we're coming back and then they don't, they don't make it back. So mm -hmm. you know, we've been playing at Mesquite for a long time. We've, we've seen it, you know, continue to expand from, you know, I think the first time we played there, we only had one of the partitions opened mm -hmm. and you know, now to the point where, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're going to fill that thing up. I think it's, it's on the rotation as uh, I think SIG three starting the first of the year. So yep. I, I look forward to Mesquite. You know, it's also, you know, there's a, there's an aspect of convenience. It's about an hour from my house. So, you know, that's, that makes it pretty convenient to just to be able to get over there. Um, you know, that makes that Sunday drive home a lot easier <laughs> when <laughs> yeah, I don't that, have to drive I, three hours home. <laughs> Yes, I, I agree. I, I like Mesquite. Uh, I would say my favorite is probably Denton, which I'm kind of, it's a, you know, I'm from Denton. I went to UNT. I'm, you know, born and raised there. But I loved it just because it's, you know, same thing. It's attached, you know, it's in the hotel. So it, you know, you can run up to your room, you could do whatever. And then nowadays, if we did it over there, there's so much stuff over there by the hotel that you could, you actually could sneak off and not get Chick-fil-A three times in a row. You know, you could actually go <laughs> sit down somewhere and 
I actually I, I did have Chick fil A three times in a row in Houston once with Chad. So, you know, that that's typical uh, snacking during a signature. But uh it, that that it, that's probably my favorite. It kind of feels like we've outgrown Denton, have we not? No, no, we for sure have. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree I mean, though. That I was when I forgot. So many so many people asked. They're like, why don't we go back to Denton? I'm like, man, I wish we could. We just we right. we've outgrown it. Yeah. All right, that that's that's a good one. Um and then the worst? Worst is I, I don't know. Worst is kind of tough because I'm trying to think of I, I you know, once you, actually, once you get above 120,000 square feet, they, I mean, they all kind of look the same, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm only going to say worse just because of the situation was when we did the Roanoke one and the <laughs> storm knocked out the power and then the AC because that kind of, you know, I'm not yeah. talking poorly about the venue because I, I personally know the owners of it. But, <laughs> I mean, that just made for a bad, I mean, it was hot in there. That That's yeah. one of the first tournaments I, I got knocked out and started helping you the whole time. So, yeah. I mean, that I wouldn't say it's a bad venue, but you know, just the, for the situation <laughs> that we were in. Yeah, I I feel like um we did you know, I it's Waco when we have to play like in multiple rooms. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. We 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 and and a lot of these, right? Uh, kind of to your point, there's there's nothing wrong with the venues. It's just that they just we were trying to fit in a venue that you know wasn't capable of you know taking on as many players as we had in there um you know so again the the growth has been has been really cool and with that growth the larger venues that um you know really allow allow things to go smoother i mean we talk about even at um irving with the upstairs downstairs well you know think about if we had you know, three different rooms. Like I remember mm -hmm. we were in the lobby and we were on the left side and we were on the right side and there's all yeah. doors, the doors all closed between them. I mean, you know, I think those are the hardest ones just because you lose line of sight to what's going on. And so communications is harder. It's longer walks. I mean, all those things. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's what almost Irving's almost bad too, because, you know, if you're stuck upstairs all day, you don't get to see everybody else. So Having one big room is definitely a plus, but it's hard to come by those venues. Uh, yeah, Shreveport, yeah. Shreveport, we're lucky, and you know Mesquite, we're we're busting at the seams, but that's a yeah. that's a fun yeah. one as well. So yeah, but yeah, I think that I think that went good. So I think that was a good um, All right. show. Everybody, what we did. <laughs> hey, if there's you know, as always, go follow the page, ask us questions. You know, I, I'm looking forward to you know being able to work one of these in where where again, we have enough questions to fill a whole time slot. Um, <laughs> you know, there's a, between, between Nick and I, there's a, a long history of TCL. There's a long history of running tournaments. There's um, just tons of scoreholio knowledge. I mean, if you're a, if, if you just want to run some tournaments in your backyard and you don't know, you know, Hey, what, what, what's the best way to do this? I, I mean, I'm sure we've, we've never been lacking for opinions, right? Um <laughs> we'd be happy to, to kind of take those whatever we can do to help you know just grow this audience so that you know the time that we spend really is useful because the goal isn't for us to just talk the goal is um to make sure that you know that that players are hearing something you know that will that will help them either understand um or learn or appreciate you know what all it takes to to make you know a, events run 
and it may even spark somebody that wants to run tournaments that may not, you know, to kind of hear the back end of it. And, you know, some people enjoy that. Like I, I personally enjoy running the tournament. I like playing too, but it's kind of fun being on the other end. So maybe we're, we're helping yeah. the next person, you know, create a region somewhere here in Texas, Oklahoma, <laughs> Louisiana, where, wherever you are. Yeah. Romania, <laughs> you know, we may have some internet international stuff too. I haven't checked that. Are they still listening? I, I, it doesn't tell me per episode, but we had like a United Kingdom, a Romania, like a France. So, I mean, we, yeah. we, I, I don't know what they're searching for, but yeah. if, if you're here, we appreciate it. <laughs> nice. Yep, you're right. So someday, and you know, maybe there is. If there, if you're out there and you wanna you wanna take my spot, I'll, I'd be happy to retire. I, I'd like to go <laughs> practice, so maybe someday I'll be good enough to play again. <laughs> my my days are over. I, I, I'll stick to backyard playing. <laughs> But anyways, J.D., it was great talking. All right, partner. And, uh, I will yes, see sir. you uh, Thursday. Yeah, hey, let's let's think about what it looks like to do a, a, a live version from the stage uh, okay. sometime up there. K- All right, next episode. It. Next episode live from Shreveport. There you go. Sounds good. All right, see you, J.D. All right, good night.